is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I am really excited to have as a guest on the show, Ladin Morgan. She is the Senior Talent Acquisition Specialist at First Mark Credit Union in San Antonio, Texas. Welcome, Ladin. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you, Don. It's so nice to, to be here. Thank you for the invitation, and I'm excited to dive in. Absolutely. So I have to tell uh, our listeners how you even came on my radar. I was having a conversation with a colleague who's in the, the HR space, and she has a friend who just started at your credit union, and she was telling me how he had this amazing experience where there were videos welcoming him and there, there were you know things on his desk and it was such a delightful experience that what he told his friend, my colleague was, I can see myself working at this credit union for the rest of my life. And I immediately thought, oh, I have to talk to them. So Ladin, first of all, congratulations on creating such a strong onboarding experience. And let's let's dive in and give us a little bit of information about what you do as part of that onboarding. Yes, I would love to. So um, first and foremost, First Mark Credit Union um, is an educator's credit union. It's been around since 1932. So we're already in the industry of people, right? A not-for-profit organization where, you know, our, our, our days revolve around our members and how we can improve and how, how to make their lives better. Um, so naturally bringing that internal, uh, internally to our employee experience and our, and our new hire experience um, specifically, it, it is something that we're constantly revamping. And I really, really, that's the part that I connect with the most um, in my role here is yes, I, you know, my responsibility is to oversee the new hire experience, but it's also to, to keep up to date with it. We know every individual who enters, enters this um, organization has a unique experience from wherever they came from um, in the, their environment. So we definitely want to make sure we're addressing that and we recognize how they want to be recognized. Um, so it really starts from the beginning, um, taking in their, their personality, um, which, by the way, we do personality assessments during our interview process so we can truly hone in on that individual. And, you know, are they uh, a peacemaker? Are they a woo? Are they introverted, extroverted? You know, all that truly matters um, because we know at the end of the day, it's, it's really, it's, it's such an easy phrase, but it truly does sum up um, our goal from a talent acquisition perspective. And we know that happy people are productive people. Um, I know that's a common phrase <laughs> and it's been thrown around, but we, we truly abide by that. So, you know, from the moment uh, I speak to a new hire for, for more of our strategic roles, those are the, the requisitions that I tend to handle. Um, so for example, the one we're talking about is uh, the director of communications and brand. So this individual has to be an expertise in communications, naturally. So me knowing that, I will always start off the first conversation with just trying to get to know them on a personal level. Um, we'll talk you know, briefly about the, the job and the, the responsibilities that come along with it and what the team really looks like. But overall, you know, in, a, in that type of role, I know we're looking for a 
So when I speak to this individual, I really am trying to get that from them. And in the, the new hire we're talking about, um, he, he nailed it from the beginning. So I already knew <clears throat> culture fit was there. Um, and then the rest of everything else just kind of fell in place. So, um, but to address your first question, um, the, the reason I believe we do so well with our onboarding process is because we are constantly revamping. We're constantly revising. We're not staying still. Um, we know that once we're comfortable, it means something isn't improving in some area. So we're constantly uh, moving and changing it. And then we also, um, we, we tend to accommodate our new hire and onboarding process for whichever individual is being onboarded. Great, great. I really loved what you said about happy people are productive people. And it's funny because I just had a conversation earlier this afternoon with, um, with a gentleman about uh, the, it's statistics show that leaders and managers who take a real interest in their in their people, in their team, that the productivity of the organization as a whole, of course, of those individuals really skyrocket. And so I'd love for you to dive into that because that sounds like that is a value of the credit union, that happy people are productive people. So how do you, how do you use that as the beacon that guides you, so to speak? It's a great question. Um... I think for us, we do, we, we have somewhat of a lengthy interview process, especially again, for those strategic roles. And during that process is where both sides, right? The candidate as well as the hiring managers um, get to truly determine if that individual is a fit for their team. Um, so, you know, not every team needs a cheerleader, right? You might need that one person who's maybe a little bit more data focused based on the, that specific team. Um, so tying it back into um, happy employees or productive employees, we, 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 we tend to choose individuals to join our organization based on their values um, and if it aligns with our overall shared values. So that's one way um, we do determine that. And to let you know right now, it's a perfect way to, to introduce you to our high five shared values. Um, and that is happy, helpful, honest, humble, and hungry. Um, so very short and sweet to the point, um, really no, um, no reading in between the lines. <laughs> um, and they're just very straightforward. And, you know, if you look at those five H's and you agree with that, you align with that, you, you want to be helpful, you want to be happy, you want to be honest and humble and hungry. Um, even if you're not maybe all five of those things, but you attribute and you want to be those things, um, that itself is, is something that separates you from some other candidates. So um, being, with, being in a credit union environment, also we know that you know, we, we have a pretty competitive benefits package already, to be honest, um, especially in the area that we're at. But there are certain areas where we know we can't compete with because we are a credit union. We're a not-for-profit organization, right? So a lot of um, the revenue that is made goes back into the community and our members um, where it should. So, you know, we, we look for those individuals who have a little bit of that grit is what I would say. Um, you know, somebody who's willing to, to, to do a little bit more for less, um, realizing it's a credit union and 
the overall experience should trump what, you know, what one individual gets out of it, in other words. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I love what I'm hearing. And what I know in all the research and the studies that have been happening over the last couple of years with the Great Resignation is that employees are looking for work that gives them purpose. And what you just said, because it's the credit union and it's about being able to give back, it seems like you've nailed that right on the head with with your hiring strategies. Yes, um, and it it saves a lot of time. As soon as you can identify whether that candidate um, is quote unquote culture fit from the beginning, it makes the rest of the process so much smoother because they know that it's going to take time, right? They know there's going to be a few interview rounds, which I believe, you know, kind of helps both sides of that determine whether this is the right place or not for that individual. Um, But they'll be okay with that because, again, they understand um, we are an organization of less than 300 employees uh, and less than 300 team members, what we call them. Um, So we, you know, with that said, scheduling and calendars and craziness and busy and giving back and all of that on top of living your personal lives, um, I'm very, very transparent about that up front with every single candidate. And I really do believe they're um, appreciative of that because who doesn't want to know the game plan from the beginning? Um, Because a lot of the time you're kind of left in the blue sometimes is what I've uh, heard from some candidates feedback. Um, But also, again, with that great resignation that you mentioned earlier, that is uh, with a lot of the um, younger generations, I'll say, um, that are out there in the marketplace, they that is their number one question. It's no longer, you know, what's the salary? It's what's the, what's your vision? What's the organization's vision? What's the culture like? What's the work environment like? Um, Those are really the number one questions that I'm getting. And and I love it because coming from a credit union, that's, that's, you know, what we shout from the top of the buildings or top of the rooftops all the time is culture, 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 work environment, because in all honesty, you know, all of the actual responsibilities and duties, and that's all trainable. You can train anybody um, in, in any of those positions, but to find that right that right fit um, with that individual who whose intentions are in the right place, um, it's that's harder to find. And when we find it, we definitely try our best to get them on board. As, as I shared with you when I invited you to be on this podcast episode is that I'm envisioning this new series of, of my podcast to interview leaders like you who have basically put a stake in the ground around culture, employee engagement, diversity, things that are those intangibles and are important, but honestly, many organizations don't put it at the forefront. They'll they'll attend to that later. And so one of the reasons I was so excited to speak with you was because you have put that stake in the ground, especially around that culture and engagement. And, and you just said that you want to try to determine if there's a culture fit from the beginning. So using, again, I'm, I, I'm hoping some of the listeners say, oh, there are some things that we could start implementing right now and to, and to use you know, this episode and the things that, that you and the credit union are doing as, as a model, I'm hoping that it inspires others. So my question to you is, 
around your wanting to determine if there's a culture fit from the very beginning of the process, can you share with us some ways that you do that? Sure. Um, a lot of the time, to be honest, it does come out naturally, right? Just in conversation, um, you know, people share what's going on with them personally or previous experiences with other employers and they'll, they'll really be transparent about what they're looking for in an organization. So that is, you know, here and there that I get that a lot of the time without me having to proactively ask. Um, but one way is just simply asking, what do you know about First Mark Credit Union or whatever organization, of course, you're working for? Because that truly will identify if this individual has done research, um, if, they're, if they can tell you about the company, right? If they can tell you about the values that are already out there, about the, um, your vision statement, mission statement, um, your asset size, anything that they can find uh, about the organization. Because what that shows is that that, that individual cares about the company that they're joining. And, you know, a few years ago, I'll say probably pre-pandemic from my experience, um, you would find that a lot of the answers from individuals would be, oh, well, I just know you're a credit union in San Antonio. Like, and that's simply it. Um, but nowadays I'm actually finding the individuals who, who end up being the, the culture fit for the organization they're the ones who, you know, know how many branches are out there. They're the ones who know our share, high five shared values. And they'll say, oh, well, I connect with hungry because I'm driven and I want to be able to grow and, you know, so on and so forth. So that right there separates, again, that candidate from all the other ones. And as a recruiter, that should I, in my mind, a light bulb goes off like, oh, this individual cared enough to do research. So something as simple as that um, can separate um, and, and save you time essentially on, on some candidates if, if culture fit is, is truly a goal for that organization. Um, <clears throat> another one would be, uh, you know, what's your ideal employer is one of the first questions I'll ask an individual or candidate. Because again, it highlights what they truly want out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's nothing, I don't ding or, you know, disregard anybody who says um, compensation or benefits or, you know, those as the top three that they mentioned, because yes, I will be honest, those are very important, um, especially, uh, you know, for everybody of all ages. <laughs> so um, of course, I would expect that to be mentioned, but somewhere in that top five or top 10 list should be, you know, I want a relationship with my team. Um, I want to build trust with my leader. I want, you know, you want to hear those key phrases where it's more of that human touch that people feel um, to truly identify if that individual is the right fit. Because, you know, to be honest, again, it's a lot of time that you spend at work, either work from home or on site with these individuals. And um, who, who wants to work with somebody who's, you know, not on their level when it comes to aligning with their values, somebody that they don't feel comfortable with talking about. Um, you know, we, we try, we strive really hard to create that type of culture here. I'm going to ask this question, but depending on how long you've been with First Mark, you may not have an answer. And so my question is, how long has First Mark really been putting that emphasis on core values and alignment of its team members with the core values? So... I can, sh I've been with First Mark, by the way, I was actually hired on April of 2020, which was the 
worst time in the world recently, um, beginning of the pandemic. So again, very grateful uh, that this organization was hiring in a time where people were actually, you know, being let go, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. Um, so grateful for that. But I, the information I've been uh, told here is uh, the emphasis on culture and work environment and where our high five shared values began um, really was in 2016. Uh, when our CEO, Nathaniel Teresacano, he's our current CEO, uh, where he was onboarded himself. Um, and he, he began um, all those initiatives and, you know, speaking with one voice and really trying to, to align um, most of the organization to, to what we do for our members. He really wanted that to be done internally for, for his staff. So um, ever since then, I believe that's where we've kind of emphasized more of culture, work environment, and, and happy people. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So we've talked about, you know, the pandemic and the great resignation a little bit. And so tell us, because the, we're, whatever size organization or, you know, the individual, we've all been obviously affected by that. So tell me a little bit about how First Mark's been writing out the, the great resignation and everything that we've been hearing about that. So I, you know, I want to be respectful of time, so I'm not going to go on and on about the pandemic, but I will share with you that our CEO, um, you know, has been praised to an extent for, for how the pandemic was handled um, from, from a staffing perspective, from a membership perspective, um, you know, right out the gate, he clarified, you know, no employees will lose their jobs because of this pandemic. Um, no employees will, um, team members, I'm sorry, no team members will, um, you know, their salaries shouldn't be affected. Um, if anything, we were actually given a little bit of a bump. So, um, you know, because a lot of our spouse, again, this is an education, uh, educators, um, credit union, right? So a lot of our teachers were affected by the pandemic, um, either being let go or having to resort from home or, you know, they had a few shutdowns based on the school district and, and all that good stuff. So um, he ensured our, our members that, you know, they, his goal was to make sure that every member stayed in their car, stayed in their home. Um, you know, none of that would be affected because of this pandemic. And a lot of great things came out of that. Um, we had a few skip payments for months for our members. Um, amazing things. Again, I, I really can talk about this topic alone for hours, but I will not do that to you. Um, <laughs> So a lot of great things that our senior leadership uh, did for the pandemic. And, and then in regards to this great resignation, um, we've kind of created a motto, um, you know, is, is to, to hire slow. We know that a lot of individuals out there, you know, we'll call them top talent, um, are, are bouncing around, either switching careers altogether or uh, leaving an organization because they realize maybe the benefits are inadequate or that again, that culture aspect wasn't there and that's truly what they want, whether it's you know a hybrid schedule, whatever it is, um, we're trying our best to accommodate that. So um, recently our uh, internal minimum wage, I guess I'll say is, is that $18 an hour. So regardless of um, the entry level position that an individual is being hired in for, that is the, the, the rate that has been set, which is a huge accomplishment again. Um, for, for the the size of this organization to, to offer that type of compensation. So um, 
super excited there. Um, we, we tend to promote and advertise, uh, you know, being best place to work again, third year in a row, which again is a internal employee survey that's completed. So it's really from the mouths of the employees on how, how great they, they believe this place is. Um, Another thing to add on to um, you know, what this organization, specifically our senior leadership team did during the pandemic um, was making just that reassurance uh, went a long way. So we virtually all met as an organization monthly, we call it uh, town hall meetings where you know, we all got to virtually see each other. Um, we even took it to the level of, you know, having individuals speak up, like, what are you up to? Or, you know, we miss you, so on and so forth. Um, it really, really kept that connection, that bond tight, even from a virtual aspect. Um, not to mention having to go completely remote overnight, essentially. So, you know, huge shout out to our IT team who, you know, I don't know if they believe they could do it, but we did and they did. So we're super grateful uh, for that. But that was, that was in a, it was a crazy time. Um, but I think that was the number one concern for a lot of members and team members. It was, you know, on top of being, you know, am I going to get this crazy um, virus that's out there? But am I going to lose my job on top of that? Um, am I going to lose this car I just purchased? Am I, you know, so on and so forth. So um, that reassurance that Nathaniel and the senior leadership did um, consistently really, really helped. Um, we, we learned how to pivot. We learned how to, and, and they gave us time for that. You know, a credit union, again, supporting educators. Um, continued education is very important to all of us internally um, as team members. So having that opportunity to just, you know, hey, I need a week to research how to, you know, onboard or how to get... <laughs> You know, something as like an I-9 completed virtually, right? Because you typically are supposed to see that stuff physically. Um, you just on and on. Um, it really, it was given to us. Um, and I think truly it comes from trust, um, which, which leads perfectly into uh, First Mark earning the Resilience Award, which again, we're super proud of. Um, and it's something that, uh, again, you know, hands down to, to Nathaniel and team for, for everything that was done during that time. Uh, we, we actually had a pretty good savings from my understand um, from our accounting side of the business uh, to where, so we were able to do that. It, it's as if we were prepared for this pandemic, you know, knock on wood, cause hopefully there's no more, but um, you know, it's, it's that we, we were prepared to kind of, to take it on and, and pivoting and, you know, being agile is are two words that you hear often. Um, it's something that happens often here. We're, we're used to that. We're not, again, it's, it's all about that revamping, that renewing yourself, continuing to challenge yourself, never staying comfortable, um, which has, of course, led us to, to the awards we've won in the past. Um, and then to address your question about the great resignation, um, you know, retention is a huge topic these days for a lot of organizations. Um, we not only, uh, again, it kind of ties into onboarding, right? Onboarding reflects retention. They're like best friends, essentially, in my mind. Because um, if you're onboarded correctly, as you mentioned, statistics show you will stay with the organization. Um, we, we currently have an average tenure here for, uh, it's about seven to eight years. 
So people do stay who do join the organization. Um, however, we don't want to take on a lot of those individuals, right, who, who are quote unquote job hopping. So um, we do, again, that kind of goes hand in hand with it, taking our time, making the decision, um, consistently interviewing. We want to see that individual two, three, four times to see, do they show up the same every time? And it goes both ways. So that candidate can see they get to meet more and more of the team, more and more of the organization to truly decide if that's a fit. Because um, again, that is one of the first questions I get is about culture and what's the best way to, to get that answer is to, to kind of to see a little bit of it, to, to feel a little bit of it. So um, it's a really great experience on both sides. Um, we are continuing to revamp and revise and uh, re reboot, I guess, our onboarding uh, platform and our onboarding process to, to be a little bit more tech savvy. Um, it's kind of the, the new age in onboarding, you know, just paperless everything. And, um, so I'm really, really excited about that and <clears throat> really excited to, to onboard some, some more top talent. Well, and obviously you all have the, uh, the tangible, recognition for that being seen as one of San Antonio's best places to work for three years in a row as you mentioned um, that you've earned a resilience award because of your response to the pandemic the fact that you do have the average tenure that you have and this all speaks to you know the the positive results of focusing on culture and engagement because some organizations while they see it as important they don't see that as as a direct, correlation to the bottom line, but there absolutely is with uh, customer reten uh, employee retention. And then there are direct correlations with the higher the employee retention, the higher the customer retention. And, um, and so that's one thing I'd really like to emphasize for our listeners today is that there are very tangible positive and yes, bottom line results from deciding to focus on culture, engagement, retention, um, positive, happy people, uh, really saying here are our core values and let's always make sure that we are, are everything we do goes back and reflects those core values. So Laden, you've just you're, you're like the, the, the walking poster child for all these things that we say are important. <laughs> I don't know if I want that title, but uh, thank you. We, we really just try our best, honestly. We're, we're not um, too afraid of failing. Um, we really like to try new things. And <clears throat> again, it's based on that individual and it's based on that position on how that, that person's onboarded. Um, we're not going to throw you a giant party, a welcome party on your first day if you are terrified of people, right? Or if you're an introvert. Um, so we really, again, we take that into consideration. And I hope that that individual, that new hire um, appreciates that. And then I also hope that they recognize it as well, because not, not every organization does do that. Um, so, so yes, I'm very, very proud of that. And as you should be, the word that comes to mind, and you'll have to tell me if this word fits, is innovative, that first mark is definitely innovative and not necessarily what you would expect 
from a financial institution. Although, you know, I understand that credit unions are a bit of a, a different animal um, in, in that whole giant realm of financial institutions. But just the, the fact that you're saying we have to adapt and we're, we try to be agile and we've pivoted and we're trying new things and the focus on professional development, but it sounds like you do that organizationally as, a, as an entity in and of itself. So would you say that that word innovative fits? 100%, yes. Um, I think authenticity, um, agility, and innovative are definitely uh, are across the board, I think, uh, fit, fit a lot of our team members um, and how we support our members and a lot of our members as well. Um, if I can share something, we have uh, something called Power of a Dollar. Um, that is uh, something that launched um, this year that we're super excited about offer to our members um, and our team members, but it's, it's one, you have an option of donating um, a various amount, but $1 would be the minimum to donate once a month. And that goes towards our First Mark Foundation and in turn goes back into our community um, here in San Antonio and back into our uh, educators pockets where we believe that, you know, it belongs. Um, it really helps out the community on that aspect because, again, we knowledge is power, right? So we want to make sure that these people and these individuals have access um, and resources. And that's where a lot of this money goes towards, um, whether it's throwing events. We have an annual event called Turkeys for Teachers where we hand out turkeys to teachers. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's super fun, exciting. The event just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, and, and those are the type of events that this would support um, foundation. And that was something that was created last year and we went live with it this year. So um, definitely fits the innovative um, authenticity. Uh, we, we love those fresh ideas. Um, a lot of our ideas come from our team members, our, our current employees as well, which is, which is why we of course promote from within. Um, we, we, we love referral programs. We know that you know, our, our people get us, our people know what we're looking for and what we want. So why not have people just like them join us? Um, so, so yeah, we're definitely hoping to, to continue that. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, Latin, again, thank you so much for being here today because I, 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 feel like I gained so much just of some very practical, you know, day-to-day -day strategies, especially from that onboarding hiring. I like the hiring slow piece. And, and so I hope that our listeners have as well. Um, and obviously if you're, if you're in the San Antonio, Texas area and you're, and you're looking for uh, a, a place to do your, your banking, you know, check out for smart credit union. Ladin, is there anything else you'd like to say, um, before we, we end? Yes, I, of course, am a recruiter, right? So I uh, would not be one if I didn't promote the current positions that we have. Um, we do have, we are hiring, definitely. We have 10 plus open positions right now with the credit union, you know, entry level to um, some senior, senior level positions, then some leadership roles. So um, definitely, if you believe that, you know, your values align with ours, if you just want to hear more, I would love to be that person to, to share some more information. Um, and then, of course, I would also direct you to our website, www.firstmarkcu.org, 
where you can learn and, and listen and participate with all the, the fun stuff that we're doing on a quarterly basis here. Great, great. Well, definitely check out First Mark Credit Union. That's firstmarkcu.org on the web. And if, if you'd like to learn more about the open positions, definitely connect with Ladin. You can find that information in the podcast episode description. So remember, focusing on culture and engagement is not just something you do in the future. It's something that you start now. So do what you can, focus on your people, happy people are productive people. And until next time, may you thrive. 